Shut up and sit down. Greetings from the heartland of America, Guthrie, Oklahoma, and Hoboken Coffee Roasters. This is the Bold Leadership Podcast, where we are building bold leaders to solve tomorrow's toughest challenges. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for taking the time. The Bold Leadership Podcast is published every Tuesday for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at www.exsin.co. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud favorites. You can also follow us on Twitter at The Bold Leaders and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. And now, here are your hosts, former Air Force pilot, commander, and business owner Dave Evans with his partner in crime, former combat controller, wealth advisor, and deal maker extraordinaire Phil Nichols. Let's get into the show. All right, we're on episode 41 of Bold Leadership, and this is going to be a contentious episode because we are going to talk about some things that offend people. I mean, the nation is bound up. They're picking sides. We're going to talk about leaders as bridge builders, but that is not what we're seeing today. You know, fights on, right? Yeah, I mean, if you don't agree, you got to hate each other. You can't be friends. You're wrong. I'm right. You know, everybody has a right to their opinion as long as it matches mine. I mean, it's just it's just craziness at, a, at an extreme level. And, you know, everything we talk about, we're building culture and communication and and respecting one another's, um, you know, va- their value systems and what they bring to the table. Seems like everybody wants to talk about those things, but when it applies to your own personal life <laughs> or to your own, you throw all that out the window. And that's unfortunate because, you know, we're just, we're, I had this mental picture of our forefathers rolling over in their graves, you know, with everything that's going on right now. So it's crazy. And, you know, at some point, I would think common sense is going to prevail. Of course, my father, who's you know almost eighty years old, as he likes to tell everybody, common sense isn't so common. Anymore. No, it is so, not. No, it is so not. We'll see. Well, you know, it's interesting you brought up our forefathers because yeah. people don't understand how intelligent these guys were, and they make oh. fun of them. They're trying to fight against everything they taught, but they lived it. They came here to build a country that was built of the people, by the people, and for the people. Right. And we've stepped away from that, and we're picking sides. And and man, it's it's really getting scary. And I can tell you. You know, from what I'm seeing nationally, um, it's going to get ugly. Well, it's even, it's you know, yeah, nationally, a lot of, I think we almost expect disagreement and discourse. Dis, discourse is good. What we've done is we went way beyond, you know, professional discourse with one another. And we went to just being hateful and mean and just silly. You know, we're, we're acting like all the things that we raise our children not to do, uh, adults, and quote unquote leaders are doing this, whether it's, to be quite frank, um, uh, social media posts uh, have changed the way we communicate. You know, it makes John Wayne out of every coward in the world. You know, I mean, you get, you know, things that somebody would never dream of saying to another human being if they were sitting two feet apart, they just have this, this venom that comes out of their mouths. And it's on all sides. I'm not picking a side. It's on all sides. You know, we're just mad at each other. And it's it's very unfortunate. To your point, forefathers were these incredible thought leaders and, and freedom fighters. And um, they just, they wanted to create a country where you were free to have free thinking and free thought. And yes, we've had to evolve and grow with times. And, and the beautiful thing about our country is we've done that. But, you know, it's become chic to argue 
And it's just, it doesn't make sense to me, but it is where we are. Well, it's interesting you brought up Facebook, and I think social media texting and all of the apps out there for adults and children have caused significant challenges in communication because when you can throw a thought bomb out there yeah. and, and watch it blow up, it's exciting. It, it you know, did you dopamine. Just, did you just make that up? Thought bomb? I, I like that. I, the thought bomb. I like that. You know, it, it, bomb. it triggers that dopamine, right? Somebody yeah. gets a reaction. It makes yeah. you feel important. Yeah. And the reality is we've got to stop. It's got yeah. to stop today. I'm going to quote President Kennedy, John F. Kennedy. Ask not what you can, what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Folks, we are in tough times, and we're going to talk about leaders building bridges. Now, here's my question for you. Okay. Are today's leaders, for the most part, bridge builders? No. <laughs> I mean, I, I think the simple answer is no. When you say for the most part, I mean, there's exceptions to everything. I mean, there are bridge builders out there that are in leadership positions. I think, you know, I can use a very recent, without getting into the, to the muck of what it was, but the, you know, Gold Star um, widows, yeah, I know this organization means a lot yeah. to us, but um, you know we've turned something that is that is meant to be honorable and and uplifting and positive in a very hor- horrendous time for these individuals, and we've turned it into a political volleyball, and it's it's unfortunate. And you know, leaders are supposed to bridge gaps, are supposed to bring people together, are supposed to get people to work towards. A common goal, and, and and if we took if we look at that specific situation, the common goal should be about healing and helping and supporting, and instead it's became about arguing and who did this and who said what, and you know what, none of that matters. A human being is dead, it is, and and it's just it's just crazy. So unfortunately, for the most part, and we can use other examples. Yep. We can use, you know, and I'm again agree or disagree. When you look at the leadership of the organizations in the NFL and what's going on right now with the protesting during our, our national anthem, and from our position, the disrespect of our flag and what that stands for, um, you know, it's unfortunate because you and I have talked about this, Dave. We don't disagree with the cause. No, I think, not at all. I think any right-thinking human being wants everybody to be treated fairly. <laughs> And wants everybody to be treated based on their own actions and and you know how they how they live their lives, but unfortunately their cause doesn't even get thought about by about seventy eight percent of the people because that seventy eight percent of the people are upset about what you're doing, and 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 there's so you you know athletes have this incredible platform. They do, and they're an example to our children. Oh my lord! And you can tell me all day long, Charles Barkley. I think he's hilarious. I think he's funny. I think he's a pretty smart guy. But years ago, remember when he said, I'm not a role model? You know, now that wasn't taken, he wasn't mean that in a literal sense. He was saying, parents, you need to be role models. Parents, you need to do yeah. this. Now, he, he wasn't saying, I'm not a role model. He knows that a lot of kids look up to him. Charles is a pretty bright guy. Fairly. But, but fairly bright, unless he's throwing people through windows. But I mean, but there's, <laughs> but there's, but, but the point being is that they have this incredible platform. And in my opinion, they're completely wasting it. On a, there's a great cause, and they're wasting it because of the way they're choosing to express it. it, does, it you know, I had a young man tell me, well, yeah, but it's getting attention. I said, right, negative attention. And so well, it's hurting your cause. So, so you brought up Charles Barkley. He yeah. did a thing yesterday, which is really good. And this goes to the next question. What does it mean to be a bridge builder? You know, I, I'm of the belief that when you're in a position of influence, yeah. when you're a leader— then your your objective should be to draw people together, right? Yeah. And professional athletes, more so than most people, have the ability to go into communities, 
to make a difference, to educate young men and women who need role models and mentors. Look, our nation's broken. We have 50% of our families are broken up by marriage and kids are struggling. We, we have to step into those communities and help them understand right and wrong. We have to help them be accepted and we have to build relationship between all those factions that are fighting. And you stop tearing things apart. You know, one of the things that became very evident in Tony and I's life, of course, you know our yep. personal story, and we've we've adopted and have fostered and been legal guardians for thirty some children over the years. And 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 it was somebody asked me once, you know, how did you get into that? And I said, I don't know, it must have hit my head or something along the way. But it was, but it's but what it's allowed us to do is to get a different perspective. And you know, these young people you're talking about. They want expectation. They want somebody to say, "Here's rules. Here's a set of rules. Not not restrictive. Not to where we're 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 you know restricting somebody's creativity or their free thinking. Really, just the opposite. But they want to be able to have somebody say, "Here's here's the rule book. Follow these rules. Do these things." good things tend to happen. I've never met one young person that doesn't want that from somebody. And you look at Chicago, for example, right? Yeah. And, and my wife was, who pays a lot of attention to this, she's a special education school teacher, and, and Tanya really is, stays on top of these things as it pertains to our children. And she was talking about, in Chicago, I think it was, it was an unbelievable, graduation rate in Chicago is like 22%. I mean, it's just horrible. That's not those kids' fault. That's the adult's fault. And when I say the adult, I'm not talking about just the people in Chicago. That's everybody's fault. You know, we, we, we can't accept that. that. That is unacceptable. I don't care if it's in Chicago, Edmond, Oklahoma, Kansas City, Missouri, Dallas, Texas, Sacramento. I don't care where it is. That's unacceptable. And so until people become bridge builders, until they become people that, that want to help bring people together, bring organizations together, and, and really create a... A culture and an atmosphere of, of support and expectation. Um, we're going to continue to have those kind of results. It's just very, very sad. Well, I, yeah, I think you're right, and I think bold leaders understand that, and they they bridge those gaps. They get rid of that divisive, hateful leadership right. that causes problems and instigates. Right. Um, let's talk about let's talk a little bit about the federal government right now. We got a pretty big split: Republicans, Democrats. This isn't a political show, but it's a great example of divisive leadership. It's reality. You know, I yeah. want, I want this. Well, I want this. Yeah. Well, let me explain something to you. If you want to be successful in life, you look at all the great leaders through history. They compromised. They yeah. found ways to yes, not no all the time. Not I'm going to shut you down unless I get my way and stomp on their feet like a five year old. Yeah. They found a way to, yes, do what was right for the majority of the people in this nation. And that's not happening right now. It's not happening. And I think you can look, you know, we, you can look at, and unfortunately, it used to be the federal level. We looked at that and said, come on, guys. Oh, he's now going it seems to place. No, it <laughs> seems to be state, local. It's, it's everywhere. And it's became this divisiveness that's just so crazy. And I think when, when you look at the federal level, I had a dear friend of mine um, who I served with years ago. He's retired now. And. Just as what I call a, he's he's just a stud, and he, he twenty eight years service to his nation, and then went into private business and owns now three or four companies, just doing great things. But Bob t Bob likes to say, you know, I'm sick and tired about Republican and Democrat. Why don't we just try being Americans for a while? He said that would be a great <laughs> idea, and so and I think a lot of times that we do that, you, and you can give examples on both sides, 
um, to where they'll say, well, we're not going to do this because of this. And then the other side will say, well, we're not going to do this because of this. And then you just, it's like a bunch of eight-year-olds in a room together. So, you know, we've got to get back to what's right for our nation, um, which obviously correlates to organizations and leaders of organizations with what's right with our mission statement, what's right with our vision, what's right with our culture, and, it, and, and helping make sure that people really grasp all those things. But because we all take our lead from what we see from our national. Oh, I know. Absolutely. I mean, I, mean, I, I think the anger, you know, I'll tell, I got to share this with you. I stopped watching the news about three uh, weeks yeah, ago because yeah. my wife and I were in each other's throat all the time. Yeah, and yeah. we we diagnosed the problem was we were watching the news too much and it made us angry and it yeah. affected our relationship. Yeah, yeah. And when we stopped watching the news, we're laughing again. We're enjoying the kids. You that's know, normal too. I mean, that's all. It's everywhere now. Turn it off. Please turn it turn off. off. Right. You know, let's let's right. do happy stuff. Let's talk about happy stuff. Right. So we don't want to be divisive leaders. We want to be bridge builders. Yeah. So what does that mean? What does that mean to you to be a bridge builder in a company or organization? Well, I think it's, it's it starts, and I, I know I sound like a broken record and it's boring, but it all starts with effective communication and what leads to effective communication, listening, right? We've talked about the good Lord gave you one mouth and two ears. Yes, sir. And so, so you know, I think just listening to what the other person is saying and truly understanding where they're coming from, you know, we're too quick in this society that for years, you know, it was all based on results, results, results. And listen, you got to get results. But the, but the best way to get results is by listening and then leveraging everybody's unique skills, abilities, talents, bringing it all together so that you can walk out the best solution for ultimately it's your end user, your client, your customer, whoever that may be. So to me, <clears throat> what it really comes down to is great listening skills, communication, and creating again a culture of understanding and being okay with not always being right and not always more importantly happen to be right. I've always said, you know, when somebody had said one of our sons one time, uh, Tanya and I had gotten a disagreement and I, and I walked out of the room and as I was walking out of the room, I said, you know what, honey, you're right. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have, you know, I got, I got a little heated there and I apologize. And my son came into me and he said, do you really think she was right? And I said, listen, she had some great points. I would rather, get along and have our relationship be right than have the necessity of being right on this one topic that truly doesn't mean anything to anybody at the end of the day. And so I think there's, there's not enough of that either where there's give and take, you know, compromise. You talked about compromise. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You know, compromise isn't about saying, I don't believe in some, I'm going to, I'm going to fall down on my beliefs. No, we're not suggesting that. What we're saying is, is the old saying, pick your battles, Right. Um, I'd rather win a war and lose a battle here and there. And so sometimes that requires you to do what? To pull back. Sometimes that requires you to, to take a step back and look at what your strategies are and your tactics are and go, wait a second, this isn't working. You know, have enough common sense to know when something's not working. And when you identify it, turn on a dime. Don't, don't take eight months to, to change something. Most changes can occur right now. They and they should. And they should. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you, we don't have time to waste uh, fixing to do something, right? You've got, to, you've got to be able to turn on a dime and adapt and make changes when it's necessary. So what I take from what you said is you, can, you have two choices in life. You can be right or you can have friends. That's one. Yeah, you can be right or you can do what's right, right? <laughs> I mean, it's, I, mean I, don't, I just don't, you know, and, and really, you know, I'm, I'm like most people. Um, we're both very active in social media and, and I have gotten on my personal page. I just refuse to talk about politics. I just don't do it. 
I, what I had made a decision to do here a few months, and you know this because you're one of the people that gets bombarded with all my animal pictures, but whenever a friend or somebody gets too political, I start posting cute pictures of puppies and cats and <laughs> little miniature animals and rabbits and whatnot. And, and that's my own little quiet way of saying, okay, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to engage. I'm out. <laughs> Look at this beautiful puppy. <laughs> well, so the other yeah. thing you said that's important for people, people to understand, we'll, we'll simplify it, is a lot of people listen to respond. Yeah. They don't listen to understand. Right, right. So I think we need to focus on that. And then the third thing I took from what you said that I think is great for me out there is you need to be a servant leader. It's yeah. not about you. It's about your team. It's about the people you're with. It's about growing a culture where you're responding to each other and helpful and trying to reach a common goal. You know, you said something a few weeks ago in a private conversation we were having, uh, and I'm going to refer to Dave to what he will always be to me, uh, Colonel Evans, but... But, you know, you had talked about when you were in command and you said, you know, what a lot of people don't understand is these world-class actions, these world-class decisions, these life and death decisions, most of them are made by people between the ages of 18 and 28. Yep. And, you know, so we come from a world where that's normal. And, you know, being a servant leader is listening to those 18 to 28 year olds, listening to the people, and they could be 55, but the people that are out there that are doing the work every day, that are walking it out, whether it's in a military organization, a private company, a, a, a you know, a government agency, whatever it is, wherever you may be, wherever, whatever, wherever you get up and go Monday through Friday, you know, understanding that if you want to get great results, you've got to be more concerned about the other person than you are yourself. And that kind of, to me, that's what a servant leader does, is they, they truly care about everybody else. They, and I know that sounds all huggy, and that, but it's, it's true. You, you know, when times get tough, it's easy to be a leader when everything's going great. You know, we like, like to use the example, you know, we need people that are running into the fire instead of away from the fire when the house is burning. And the only way you can get people running into the fire is if they're serving it, if they, if, they, if they care more about something bigger than themselves. And that, to me, is where we lose today a lot, whether we're talking about national politics, we're talking about a, a, a private company that's got 20 employees or 20,000 employees. You know, we've got to be more concerned about the other person than we are ourselves. And when you do that, amazing things happen. I, no doubt. And, you know, people ask me, why do young 18, 25-year-olds take a hill? Yeah, they believe in the mission, the folks. Belief. They don't. They don't do it for the person. Wow. They do it for the mission. They do it for the team. They do it for their brothers and sisters. Yeah. You look at the military. You look at highly performing sports teams. Yeah. You look at whoever they are. The one, the people that are winners in life, they are part of something bigger than themselves. They're not selfish. Yeah. They're giving back every day. And and, and the, the bond that those teams have is absolutely incredible. You know, we've both seen this because we've both been in forward operating situations before, but. You know, I love it when somebody else shove a mic in, in a young soldier or Marine or sailor or airman's face and say, you know, how do you feel? And they're like, well, I, don't, I just care about my buddy, my battle buddy. <laughs> it's, all That's right. about. it's all about the battle buddy. It's all about the person sitting next to you. It's all about um, completing the mission and doing it in a way to where they're okay. And because these young people, these brilliant, brave, incredible young people, understand that for them to get what they want, they've got to make sure everybody else is okay. And, and it's, it's something that, you know, uh, you and I both are very passionate about. I'm sitting here, 
I, I could literally feel my hair rising on my arms as we're just talking about yeah. it because it's uh, it's the real deal, folks. I mean, when you have an organization that that is made up of people that are that are servant leaders and that that care about everybody else, you don't have to force anybody to do anything. It's let's go, and and that's a beautiful thing when you're around it. And you know it when you see it. You know, people all the time say, well, what is it? I don't know, but I know it when I see it, yeah. right? I mean, it's just, it's there. And it's it's an incredible thing. You can go to, if you use a football team, you know, there's been some great teams. You go back to some of the great Patriots teams. And I personally am not a Patriots fan, but you can't argue with their results, right? <laughs> and I'm telling you, the big part of the reason why they have that success is it all starts at the top. He's a serving leader. How many times has as Belichick went out and brought guys in that were broken and no good and other teams didn't want and they have their best years ever. And it's not because he has some healing formula that he uses. They buy into that culture. And I mean, it's that simple and, and guys go in there and just have tremendous success. So, you know, to me, it's, it just comes back to caring more about the person next to you than, than you do about yourself. So our challenge, our challenge for folks listening to this is to, A, share this with everybody because it's probably the most yeah. important podcast we've done. I agree. And I, I kind of ran out of breath and got a little choked up because our nation is in trouble, folks. And yeah. if you don't believe it, you need to open your ears and your eyes. I don't care which side of the fence you sit, no. sit on. I don't care who you like or who you are. We are, we are at a turning point in our nation's history. We gotta, it's got to change today. Yeah, we got to get back to being Americans. Follow, follow Bob's advice and... Get back to being Americans and 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 what that means. You know, I like to tell people we you and I both traveled all over the world and have been in a lot of different cultures. And my buddies that maybe haven't traveled as much, they'll say, well, "What's this like? And what's that like?" I say, "I don't know, but I can tell you this: we live in the greatest country in the world." Yep. Now, no doubt. Does, doesn't mean we're perfect. Nope. But we are the greatest nation in the world. By a mile, I mean it's not even close. And we've got areas, we got we got spots like everybody else. And the great thing about our country is we can we can have good communication. We can fix those. And folks, we normally do. And so yeah, I mean today we got to take action. Um, today we got to wake up. Today we got to do the things that matter. So. It's All right, important. stop being Americans. Start being Americans. Let's get some stuff done. It, and for that, we are out of here. Thanks for listening to the show. Our show notes can be found at www.exit.co. If you liked it as much as we think you did, be sure to go to iTunes and leave us a review.